The information and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended to address specific questions asked, situations described in the program or on the website, and topics of expressed interest. The information and or opinions are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical and or mental health diagnosis or treatment. You should not act or rely upon any information contained in these broadcasts or on the website without seeking the advice of a mental health and or medical professional who has conducted a formal assessment or evaluation on you and has the requisite information needed to provide a more well-informed opinion. This includes, but is not limited to, licensed mental health professionals, psychiatrists, and medical physicians and doctors. If you have any questions about the information or opinions expressed on the website or during this broadcast, please contact your licensed mental health and or medical professional. Welcome to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell. The Wellness Enclave will explore emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In the Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The goal is to help you become a healthier and happier you through motivation, education, and innovation. And now, The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell, where emotional health and wellness is our top priority. Today, I will be talking about women navigating 40-ish to 50-ish. So basically, women, I'm going to be talking to you guys about dealing with midlife. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Thank you, Mr. Josh. I appreciate that very much. That is a cover. Um, That song was originally done by the Beatles, and the song is called Yesterday is by Marvin Gaye, so I appreciate you. 
Um, again, welcome back to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell. Today, we will be talking about ladies navigating our 40s and 50s. For those of you who've been listening to the podcast, uh, if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, we had a gentleman on, uh, Mr. Reddish, who was a licensed marriage family therapist or is a licensed marriage family therapist. And he talked about midlife crisis as it relates to men. So, ladies, today it is our turn. So, what are we talking about when we talk about a midlife crisis? As usual, um, or as always, you know, I like to put things in context. So when we're looking at a midlife crisis, according to Healthline, what we're looking at is we're looking at between the ages of, it occurs between the ages of 40 and 60. Um, generally, for women, it looks a little bit different. Uh, we have it's, it's three parts that we're dealing with. It is what Healthline calls societal, physiological, and emotional. Uh, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to break down those different areas, but I'm going to break them down in terms of situation, in terms of what's going on with us physically, and in terms of how we deal with those things. So, again, when we're looking at midlife crisis, we're going to define it as a time of prolonged malaise and reevaluation. As you know, you can reevaluate at any particular time in your life. And women, we're really good at this. We do it 20s, 30s, 40s, um, 50s. We just do it. It's just a developmental, it's, it's constantly a developmental stage. Uh, men go through the same thing. However, here is what is different for us. Although a midlife crisis can occur at any time, again, the average age is between 40 and 60. Although it can occur at any time for us, we seem to fall into it right around perimenopause. For those of you uh, who've been listening to the show throughout the last year, year and a half, if you recall, I had a show on um, last year sometime dealing with, with uh, perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, all of those things. So one of the things that we talked about during that show was the changes that you may have to go through or that you may be dealing with when you're going through that process. So... When you're going through that process, you're dealing with a lot of physical and emotional issues that may actually trigger some other issues. So an example of that would be this. And again, we're going to talk about the physiological right now. When you're going through menopause, you're dealing with memory loss. A lot of times you don't know why you're dealing with memory loss. You feel like you have ADHD and you, you cannot uh, acquire ADHD at 50 years old. It doesn't work like that. So generally what's probably going on is a change in the hormones. Uh, when those hormones are changing, not only are you dealing with memory loss, you're also dealing with difficulty sleeping. You may be dealing with um, vacillating or between moods or basically mood changes. Uh, in addition to that, uh, for most women, you're going to pick up about an extra 10 or 15 pounds. And it's going to come out of nowhere. It doesn't matter how healthy you eat or how much you exercise. And so those are things that you have to, th those are things that start happening. As they start happening, women, as you know, the majority of us, no matter how we think we look, whether or not we think we're not that attractive, if we think we're really attractive, for the most part, we are judged on, we feel as though a lot of times we're judged on how we look. That is the presentation, unfortunately, that happens a lot in this country. How does this female look? It does not matter how intelligent you are. It doesn't matter what kind of heart you have. How does this individual look? And for most of us, um, vanity is a big thing. Vanity is a huge thing. So when you start looking at, okay, where did my, where did my waistline go? 
okay, why why am I having memory loss? I used to have, uh, I used to be able to remember any and everything. So now I'm unable to remember things. So then that it, those are some of the the um, those are some of the areas that will trigger you to reevaluate your life because then you're then there are other things that are going on in your life as well but definitely those physical things will you will start it will trigger some things in addition to that for a lot of women who are um who define themselves which is fine who define themselves um through motherhood a lot of times that's a big issue for women particularly if they haven't had any children because then when they start approaching menopause it's like okay you know time is running out or it has run out for me to be able to have children and so again you start looking at age that age is kind of hitting you in the face so when you start looking at that age and you're at midlife then guess what happens at that particular juncture you start saying okay what have I accomplished during this time so again that's when the reevaluation really starts coming in. You're like, listen, I'm getting, you're thinking to yourself, I'm getting ready to move to the second part of my life. And what have I really accomplished with what I'm doing with, with my life? So let's look at some of the situations that can trigger the midlife crisis. So I just talked about the physical. Let's look at some of the situations that can trigger that midlife when I start reevaluating. Sitting at your job, thinking to yourself, is this what I went to school for or is this what I fought so hard to be promoted for? Because your job is not bringing you a sense of purpose. And while that happens to a lot of individuals, it happens to men, it can happen at any time in your life, for us, that's really big. It is really imperative a lot of times for us to have a sense of purpose. If you are a woman who does have children and, and um, your children are out of the house, another situation that that can trigger that you start reevaluating is this empty nest syndrome. So you know what? What am I supposed to do? I've been a mother for the last 25 years. Now all of the children are out of the house. What am I supposed to do? Again, that's a situation that can trigger this midlife transition. And just so you understand, it is very, again, and I want to, this is something I want to stress. I'll stress throughout this show. This is a natural process. This is nothing to be ashamed of. This is an, a natural process. Again, I kind of just want to talk about some things so you can recognize what's going on with you so you can understand that you're not going through this alone. This is something that I would safely say majority of women go through and, and, close to the end of the show, of course, I'm going to provide you some different ways to look at this process, although it may be difficult for you to think that far down the road at this particular time. So let's go back to these situations again. Another situation that may be occurring that may cause you to have self-reflection. Remember, I just said that, you know what, you may be a person who, you may be a, per, you may be a mother, you may be dealing with empty nest syndrome, but also, let's say that you're married. And your, and your husband or your significant other is dealing with empty nest syndrome as well. What happens a lot of times when you're raising your children as a couple, the couples kind of, they separate. Because basically all of your focus is, 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 all of your focus 
has been on those kids. What can we do to make our to, to give our children a better life? So what happens is then you you and your husband or your significant other, you guys begin to grow apart. And you don't even realize you're growing apart until those children have left the home. So then you guys are looking at, at each other and, and women, we really love to reevaluate and we really love to make ourselves over. We're good at doing that. So you're looking at your, at your significant other saying, you know what, we might need to get a divorce because we don't have anything in common. We have nothing in common. We don't get along. We don't really like each other. We stay together for the children. So then you may find yourself single. So again, this is, this is a reaction. These are things that happen on a regular basis. Now, let me say this. If you and your husband or your significant other may be dealing with some things because the kids are, are gone and you guys are dealing with empty nest syndrome, I'm not saying you should automatically look at your spouse or significant other and say, hey, we need to get a divorce. You need to try to work through it first. But at the end of the day, if it is determined that, yeah, we really don't like each other, we don't know each other, we're not willing to work at it, then again, this is something that can trigger, these are things that trigger self-reflection during that time. Um, something else that can trigger self-reflection. Most of us, by the time we've gotten into our 40s, um, sometimes early 50s, we are dealing with parents getting older. With that being stated, you start looking at yourself as, you know what, I'm getting, re I'm, I'm getting ready to fall into caregiver mode, but you're looking at someone that you love that used to be strong, whether it's mom or dad, it doesn't matter. You're looking at someone who you've always relied on for everything. So this is an extra stressor for you, not because you don't love your parents, but because you're stressed because you're seeing your parents get older. You're stressed because you're going through some physical changes with it. You may be going through physical changes with menopause. You're stressed because you may be dealing with some situations such as life, such as finances, such as your job, such as dealing with your, your relationship. So you're going through all of these things and then you're looking at someone that you have admired for your entire life you and you still admire them but you're looking almost in a mirror sometimes you're saying oh my god not only am i going to have to take care of my parents but is this what's going to happen to me is this what i have left to do once i once i start transitioning past this midlife so those are situations that can occur and again all of these things are all of these things are issues that can cause you as a female to have what they call in midlife that prolonged malaise or that prolonged uh, self-evaluation or self-reflection. And lastly, and I kind of talked about this before, we're looking at society. So as women, one of the things that we may try to do, and you know we joke about men all of the time, like you know they go and find a woman half their age and and they, you know, buy some extra hair sometimes and get sports cars and all of that kind of stuff like that. But women, we have a lot of cosmetics available to us at this particular time. So here's the thing, ladies, even if, even if you're still cute, even if you're still sexy, you cannot wear the same thing that somebody 20 years old is wearing. You can't be 50 and, and try to put on something that a 20 year old will wear and think you're still cute. So one of the things that happens with us is because society places such a, a they, they put, they, they place such high esteem or they put, place such high value 
on looks. One of the things that we will do as as women because we're feeling like, you know what, no one is paying attention to me because at this point I'm middle-aged. Not necessarily paying attention to you sexually, but just nobody's paying attention to me. My opinion doesn't matter. I'm simply just a female. Even in, in this is Donna that's getting ready to speak, not Dr. Sewell, but even when you listen to the political agendas, it has nothing to do with anybody that's of, of middle age, none of that stuff. Nothing that's pretty much, it's, it's not a lot that's dealing with women just in general. So at this particular juncture, you're starting to feel like, hey, I'm not being noticed. So let me do something with myself to be noticed or either I'm being pushed aside. So one of the things, one of the reactions to that and one of the decisions that we make sometimes is to try to look younger. So, so we go and Botox it up because those clinics are every, everywhere in the United States. We go and Botox it up. You know, we um, try to get some some of us try to get uh, breast lifts or breast augmented uh, breast augmentation. Um, of, of course, some of us try to um, get lipo, all of those things. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying you can't do those things. What I am saying is you can do all of that that you want because you're feeling a certain way. You're feeling like you're getting older. You're feeling ignored. You can do all of that. But internally, you're still going to have the same feeling so you're still going to have to find a way to work through this so is it close to my commercial break sir okay all right so mr josh is telling me it's close to the commercial break when we get back what i'm going to do is talk about various resolutions that we can look at so that that can help us move through this particular process so again you're listening to dr sewell on the wellness enclave where emotional health and wellness is our top priority and we are discussing women navigating their 40s and 50s we'll be right back after this commercial break
right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell. Today we are talking about women navigating our 40s and 50s. I will say our 40s and 50s because I will be 50 in a couple of months. So I am right there with you guys. So prior to break, we were talking about um, different situations that could trigger a person reflecting uh, or doing some self-reflection. We were talking about uh, different, different stages in our life or a particular stage in our life that really causes women to really start going through that prolonged uh, malaise and self-reflection that's referred to as as a midlife crisis. Again, I, I don't want I, I want people to understand that this is a natural process. I want people to understand that you're not by yourself. Also understand that there is no specific set of time or no specific time that this is going to last. It varies from person to person. I'm simply saying or the research simply states that midlife is between 40 and 60 it does not mean that you're going to have an ongoing crisis for the next 20 years okay um according to some of the research from what i've read and it's not really anything that's research research is more of an opinion when i was reading it uh for women most of the time the midlife crisis might last from for, for about two to five years now the midlife crisis is not to be confused with going through menopause those things are totally different i i what the research does state and what i agree with is a lot of times that's when women really start doing a lot of self-reflection uh, and looking at it from the perspective of i'm midlife what do i need to do so one of the things that i want to talk about because we don't have that much time of course so one of the, we only have about maybe six minutes so one of the things that I want to talk about really quickly is that if for family members and friends who have a significant other, whether it's the mom, whether it, whether it's your wife, whatever, and you're going through and, and, and you're dealing with this person is going through menopause and you're like, this woman is driving me crazy. She's changing her mind. She's cussing me out. She's doing this. She's doing that. The biggest thing you can do is just be supportive and ask her, what is it? <laughs> ask her, what is it? <laughs> that you can do to help her now if, if and, and it may be to a point that you may have to go and sit down and do counseling just just to mediate you know nothing long term it doesn't mean anything is going wrong but you just need someone there to mediate for you but the biggest thing you can do is just be supportive a lot of times if you have a female friend guys and they're friends with your wife or your significant other or your mom or whatever's going on that might be the person that maybe might be able to talk to her or if you have or if you know your wife's best friend or your significant other's best friend that may be you may say hey can you talk to her for me you know sometimes it'll work better coming woman you know if it's woman to woman so that's just a suggestion for women really quickly one of the things that you need to do is realize and accept the fact that you're going through this process. You may not be ready to accept the fact that you're aging. That's fine. But accept that you are going through a process and it is okay to self-reflect. For women, just as we talked about with the men, this is not the best time to make any uh, life-changing decisions. Because you're kind of going through an emotional roller coaster. Sometimes you're not looking at things clearly um, because 
your thinking is all over the place. Sometimes it's due to hormones, sometimes it's due to situations that are going on and situations are causing you a lot of anxiety. That's the reality because you are going over 40 or 50 years of your life. We'll say your adult life, let's say 32 years of your life. And so those things may be causing you anxiety in addition to in addition to um, whatever else is going on in your life, your job and all of those things like that. Also understand this, you cannot go back and change time. Look at your life as a series of experiences. Some are happenstances, some, are ex- some of the experiences are not good, but look at what you have learned from those experiences. That's one of the things that we spent a lot of time doing. We're like, I can't believe I stayed with this person this long. I can't believe I stayed on this job this long. I can't believe I did this, this, and this. Well, you know what? You can lament for a couple of days or even for a couple of months if you want to, but you can, but for a year or two, you're going to end up being stagnant. You cannot go back and change what has happened. Go back and look at what did you learn from this particular situation or from these situations And also look at what you have accomplished. A lot of times we're looking at our accomplishments from what society calls accomplishments. Your achievements and your accomplishments are whatever you've done, whatever goal you set for yourself. I don't care if it was, look, I want to work out twice a week. Okay, you you achieve that goal. But look at your accomplishments. Even if you don't have children, are there people in your life that you're helping? And for a lot of people who don't have children, guess what? The siblings are going to depend on you to take care of the parents. That's okay. If, if you're cool with your parents, then that's okay. Okay, so what that means is you've become a responsible adult. One of the things that you can give back is, you know what? I can give back taking care of my parents. I have nieces and nephews that I've helped out. Look at what your look at what your accomplishments are. A lot of times we want things really big and flashing and we want we want people to say you've done great things or we want to look at ourselves and say everybody knows me. They know I've done this. I've written this book. I've done this. I've done that. What are some of the things you've done in life that have positively impacted others? That's what you need to look at as your achievement. What have you done in life that you, that's positively impacted other individuals? So the last thing that I want to look at, because I have about a minute, about a minute and a half, is this. When you look at the second part of your life, one of the things that we should look at women, we may not be, we may not look the way we want to look, or we may not have have the job that we wanted, but always understand this. There are always things that you can do, but also look at this. As we get older, we become more comfortable with ourselves and we're more, more confident with ourselves. Look back at your look back at your 20-year-old self, your 30-year-old self, and say, God, you know what? The reality is we probably would not want to be back there again in terms of our decision-making process. So we have learned things. We don't get as excited. Once we start moving through this process, understand we don't get as excited about things. We have better decision-making skills once we start moving past this process. Our maturity allows us to say, to look at ourselves and say, what are some of the positive attributes that I have and how can I redirect this? What are some things I can do to make myself feel happy, to make myself feel good? It's okay to be selfish as long as it is a healthy selfishness. So as you move towards the second part of your life. Understand this, the healthy selfishness is absolutely fantastic because once you focus more on yourself and self-care, you become happier, you become more comfortable with yourself and other people around you 
will become more comfortable and happy as well. So as always, I hope that this has helped someone. You have been listening to Dr. Sewell in the Wellness Enclave, where emotional health and wellness is our top priority. And I hope you guys have a fantastic day and a happy and healthy week. This has been the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell. Join us weekly and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We look forward to growing with you.